GM, everybody. Uh, it's a small crowd today, but wanted to say a few things on the record uh, with the recording going so folks can listen to it later. So had a few different things I wanted to run through today. The first of which is uh, an update on the timeline of Mayflower stuff, uh, which is to say that uh, at this rate, as far as I'm concerned, uh, the end of Mayflower is definitely happening uh, in July. And let me just talk for a minute about uh, the different steps to get there. So at this point, the three main things left are Silo v3, uh, Bazin itself, you know, Bazin the separate DEX protocol, and then ba the Bazin integration BIP, which is the Beanstalk upgrade that integrates the two and whitelists the, the Beaneath well that we're all wondering when, ha when it happens. So right now for Silo v3, uh, Cypherin is doing some code review. You might have seen Patrick join the Discord and uh, ask a few questions. Uh, thanks for everyone who was helping, uh, helping him out. And simultaneously, we're working, working on finalizing or you know, really uh, in progress of developing the, the UI for the changes that Silo v3 introduces, as well as uh, finalizing some of the deposit metadata, like you know, the image that shows up when you list a deposit on OpenSea, for example. So by the end of next week, we're hoping to uh, share the BIP for that, as well as do some rigorous UI testing and propose the BIP by the end of the month, uh, which would mean, you know, as a reminder, this is the BIP that also introduces the unripe seeds parity. And so that would go live, uh, you know, as it is currently planned uh, a week into July. On the Bazin front, uh, we're waiting to hear back from Cypherin on some of our audit remedi remediations, and then we'll be finalizing the, the contract level code and uh, have a couple weeks from now scheduled a Code Arena audit. And Code Arena is the, the program of this uh, you know, decentralized audit of many auditors looking at the code over the course of a much shorter time horizon. And I know it's like, you know, how many audits do we need? And this is not typical for us. That, you know, this will be the third and final audit, which is not normally what we would do. But the long and short of it is that Halborn is currently the only auditor that has audited audited, you know, all of Beanstalk and all of the BIPs up to this point. And, you know, through working with Cypherin on Basin, uh, we're really bullish on them and excited to, you know, further our partnership. And additionally, uh, you know, they're very incentive aligned. They haven't sold a single bean we've paid them and don't intend to in the near future. So, you know, they're uh, a relationship we want to invest in. So this is all to say that uh, they'll be doing a full audit of Beanstalk uh, later next month, and that'll put them in a position to audit, uh, you know, BIPs in the future, uh, which currently we only have one other auditor who can do so. So anyway, that's happening at the end of June, and hopefully, uh, you know, a week or a week and a half into July, we'll actually be able to deploy the Bazin contracts, uh, or right before that, do some Bazin UI testing. Uh, Unclear exactly when we'll launch the UI, whether it's right when we deploy Basin or when the Beneath Well is launched, um, but TBD on that front. Uh, the last one is the Basin integration BIP, which will happen after, uh, after Silo v3 and Basin are deployed. And at this rate, we're looking at proposing that BIP in mid-July. Uh, so, you know, the Beneath Well would be whitelisted a week later. So... Happy to, I'll just pause for a sec, see if anyone has any questions on that front, but feeling pretty good about the, the state of affairs there. And uh, yeah, I think that farmers can expect all that to go live next month. Alrighty, otherwise, have been spending a lot of time figuring out uh, what's happening the rest of the year, which is, you know, maybe to, to zoom out a minute, feel like, you know, as a community on some level, we've been uh, LARPing as far as how decentralized Beanstalk really is at this point in time, you know, and, you know, that's with regard to multiple axes, you know, with regards to the assets Beanstalk, Beans trade against, which is 100% three curve at the moment, uh, you know, the existence of the multi-sig that owns a contract and can upgrade Beanstalk arbitrarily, although, you know, you know, current governance rules are only supposed to under, uh, you know, via BIP or, uh, 
you know, the approved methods for, for eBIPs and all. So that is uh, one of the primary motiv- motivations for what we intend to work on the rest of the year. So, uh, you know, this is all sort of in pro- you know, being thought through and in progress and in flight at the moment. So nothing's final. But one of the first things that we intend to work on after Mayflower is migrating, uh, proposing a BIP that migrates the uh, liquidity the existing liquidity that Beanstalk has to the Bean ETH well. And there are a couple of reasons, the first of which is, you know, fairly obvious in terms of the, uh, you know, preference for beans trading against decentralized assets. But the other is that uh, three curve is, you know, the worst of all worlds. Uh, only one of the stable coins in three pool needs to collapse for it to uh, break Beanstalk. And, you know, it would be monu- it would be, substantially better even to have the three separate uh pairs against beans and wells for example like you know being usdc being being die and being tether pool uh would be much better from a risk perspective uh to beanstalk and a partial migration is uh not really possible without you know like several months of development work to generalize the barn uh, so what it would look like to migrate liquidity is that the unripe bean three curve LP token would transition to uh, an unripe bean ETH LP token, and there's a you know a fair amount of work to do on updating the the barn and the uh, the fundraise mechanism to uh, account for all that. But wanted to you know put that into that onto that excuse me put that out into the ether for the community to discuss cuz uh you know it is a big change and um it'll take a take a couple months to to develop which we'll get started on over the next few weeks as some of the you know contract level work finalizes for for Mayflower so that's one of the first pieces the other is a Upgrade to the silo to support generalized conversions. Uh, this one's fairly self-explanatory, self-explanatory in the sense of giving farmers the ability to to convert from LP token to LP token, uh, which is not currently possible. Uh, conversions to and from LP tokens is only possible at the moment. And one cool thing that uh, Brain has been working on at the moment is a. Uh, a stable swap well function with a with a variable a parameter where the a parameter is a function of the liquidity to supply ratio for beans which is a long-winded way of saying that the more liquid beans are the better price the well with the bean stock would be willing to give uh traders uh whereas if the liquidity is low the a parameter would drop for example so that's in progress at the moment. And after that, you know, after generalized convert and some sort of stable swap, uh, well function implementation, the question is uh, around what stable coins, uh, if any, to whitelist. And it's not super obvious at the moment. Um, you know, if the goal is to make Beanstalk as decentralized as possible, one stable coin that comes to mind is LUSD, but Upon further research, the oracles for getting the price of LUSD are not super promising in the sense that the ones on chain have very little liquidity. Uh, there's a chain link oracle, but it's you know effectively the honor system at that point. So some more discussion is probably in order to figure out exactly what stable coins should be uh, whitelisted in the silo. The last sorry, not the last, second to last, is uh, the gauge system, which we've talked uh, a fair amount about and published an article on. The one that, what a, ga- a V1 gauge system would look like, uh, as we have designed it currently, is one where the seed ratio between LP tokens and beans fluctuates according to the bean liquidity to supply ratio. So you can imagine if the debt level, the pod rate is extremely high and the liquidity to supply ratio is very high, Beanstalk should be more interested in getting someone to convert upwards when the price is below peg rather than attracting creditors. 
because uh, it can afford more liquidity than it can debt at that point in time. So that's the working design on the gauge system. So to summarize, this is step one, the ETH migration. Step two, the generalized convert stuff. Three, whitelisting some sort of uh, either a single stable coin pair or multiple unclear at the moment. The fourth would be this uh, V1 gauge system that I described. And the final thing that we are hoping to build by the end of the year, well, not really build, but propose, is uh, we're discussing potentially what it would look like to remove governance uh, and making Beanstalk uh, immutable. And we've talked a lot about, Publius has talked a lot about how, you know, Beanstalk in some sense, it's too early for Beanstalk to ossify because it does have to compete with other versions of itself. And one of the things that we're, we're working through is like, what would a system look like where, you know, for each new deployment of Beanstalk, there's some sort of migration period where either silo members, potholders, both can uh, opt in to the new system. Uh, so, you know, and the, the reason is, there's like a few different axes to it, but one of which is, you know, in this sort of, uh, you know, somewhat stagnant state of Beanstalk, we're not learning a whole lot about the model and how to improve it. And there's always this question of, well, it's like, well, can we do this? Uh, is the DAO going to approve it or not? And this would allow a much more, you know, market-based approach to allow the best Beanstalk to win. And you know, what that probably looks like is probably also some sort of delegation system where, you know, someone who's not paying attention day to day can delegate their ability to migrate their liquidity to some new Beanstalk to another, to another stockholder or another, an Ethereum, another Ethereum account. Uh, it's unclear. A lot of the details are unclear at the moment. But again, this is all sort of in light of and motivated by how can we accelerate the timeline for making Beanstalk actually the most decentralized stablecoin issuer. And so those five or six things I just walked through are the high-level projects we're hoping to work, work on for the next uh, six, seven months, uh, hopefully by the end of the year. And wanted to, you know, sort of prime everyone in terms of having these ideas percolate a little bit, but think it is good to have this stuff in writing and either Beanstalk Farms or Publius, uh, not sure at the moment, but hopefully, um, you know, in the next couple of weeks, are going to publish something uh, documenting a lot of these changes and, uh, you know, the motivations for decentralizing Beanstalk sooner rather than later. So I just dropped a lot of info, but Happy to, happy to dig into any of those pieces in particular and answer questions. What of these are going to go up for a vote in terms of like, should these be done or should not be done if the DAO disagrees with any of these? I'm not sure I understand the question. For example, you listed five big projects, right? Let's say, for example, some people disagree that we should, you know, remove governance and make Beanstalk immutable and implement this whole like migrate every time there's a change. If people disagree with that, will that go up for a vote before it's implemented? Well, the process is customizable. You know, we can do it a number of different, excuse me, a number of different ways. The way we've done it historically is that we have, talked about the ideas both of our voice in these down meetings over text and the discord for you know over the course of many months like at this point I feel like the silo v3 changes feel relatively uncontroversial including the changes to the seeds per bdv for unripe assets given the fact that we did these you know intermediate temp check proposals perhaps something like that would be in order um, but to me, the first step is precisely this, uh, talking about it and seeing what people think. But don't think I could tell you that I have the process 
uh, you know, codified either on paper or in my head for, for those changes that are six months out. So if you believe that there should be some sort of intermediate temp check vote, that, that's good feedback. Sorry, I, I think I missed. Can I ask a question? Please. Hey, Tyler B. Yeah, sorry. I think I missed the first part when you want to, when you were saying, up to, I heard like you want to, you guys want to make Beanstalk immutable. What's the main reason for that? Because when you look at the roadmap, it's like there's, Tons of stuff that needs to still needs to happen. It's a good question. So, you know, I think it should definitely be like the roadmap is an influence for that decision. And what I mean by that is if the goal were to ship a new BIP every month for the foreseeable future personally feel like that would be very chaotic on the front of, you know, telling people about it, uh, you know, campaigning of some sort to get people to migrate liquidity. But the expectation is that after these changes that lead to Beanstalk being in a position where it could be immutable for the foreseeable future, that there would not be uh, you know, another incremental upgrade for some time. And the current thinking at the moment is to effectively work on the next version of Beanstalk after that, such that you know, all these various changes and efficiency improvements can be implemented as part of you know, one new Beanstalk upgrade. And you know, people can choose whether to opt into that version or not. So. Wait, can the I other, interrupt you there? The other, I'd, uh, sh sure. All right, guys. Sorry, I, I don't mean to cut you off. If you have more thoughts, I'll wait. Well, I, I, did, I did just want to say one other thing, which, which is to more specifically answer the question of, like, why make Beanstalk immutable, is, you know, consider the state of Beanstalk at the moment where there is a multi-sig that can arbitrarily change Beanstalk. It's really hard to... It's just like fundamentally not very serious in the re with regards to, you know, Beanstalk attempting to be this, you know, the most decentralized stablecoin offering uh, on any blockchain. And, you know, we had talked previously about, or even just pre-exploit, uh, Beanstalk had an on-chain governance system that was not, designed to be sufficiently secure and there aren't many there's not that much data on the best on-chain governance implementations and even from a theoretical perspective there appear to be a lot of problems in terms of the security i'm referring to and like in terms of you know resisting Takeovers, flashlands attacks, flashland attacks, you name it. And so if the question is, you know, how can we get to a version of Beanstalk that is optimally censorship resistant and permissionless? To us, it seems like a lot of the trains of thought end up leading to not having governance in some capacity. Who is us when you say us? Different folks working on Beanstalk. Okay. Because this is kind of new to me and I work on, on Beanstalk and this is the first I'm hearing of, of this idea. Um, but to go back to the idea for a minute, it just honestly feels like we're over-optimizing for decentralization and not even decentralization in whole, just like a very specific facet of it, which is governance and removing governance. And I mean, I, we can double-click into that even more to say, like, if you make Beanstalk immutable, does that really remove 
gives me governance because you're implying that there will still be changes that will just mean new contracts. So Beanstalk V1, Beanstalk V2, and migration processes for not just like migration of code, but like end users would have to like move from one Beanstalk to another, move their liquidity or their deposits. And, and then that could lead to a fragmented, a fragmented like ecosystem where you might have like people that aren't paying attention on Beanstalk version from five versions ago. I mean, frankly, it sounds like a mess. And you would still have people deciding, like, should we go to that one or this one? You would still have some people pitching the new version of Beanstalk, like, hey, migrate to this one because we got new features. That to me seems very, uh, that to me doesn't seem that much different than like the governments we have today. And all that work and all those problems that we introduce of splitting up, fragmenting the ecosystem, fragmenting the user base, the liquidity, all that stuff. I mean, I don't know exactly how this is planned to be implemented. Maybe those don't happen, but it, it just doesn't seem like it's worth it. It doesn't seem like, frankly, I don't know if anybody, but whoever you're talking about in the context of us really sees the problem with the current system. It's been working for a couple of years. And, you know, I know there's these hypothetical, like, oh, decentralized, like censorship resistant, blah, 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 blah. But to what degree do we need to go down that path before we, like, address other more pressing things? You know? Well, one, it is fundamentally different because in the current system, only 50% of stock plus one needs to agree on a change. And the, the difference has to tag along with the upgraded change. And secondly, I would ask what you feel like is more important to work on. I mean, we can debate roadmap in, in another conversation. That's, that, that's, that, that's a distraction at this point. Um, personally, I feel like this change is so not worth it. It introduces a, a thousand headaches that we just frankly don't seem like we need all those. And the value that we get out of this is, is nothing that anyone is going to feel anytime soon, right? Like under what circumstances would this help? Like, do you have like a concrete example where like, hey, in this scenario, if we don't go to a fully uh, immutable beanstalk, then this is the problem that you would get. Like, that's not a clear picture right now, like what the risk factor, uh, what the exact risks are. Because frankly, I don't know of any other big DAOs that operate like this. I mean, maybe there are, but... Well, if you're satisfied with the existing setup of the multisig, and the rate of development, I don't know that I can convince you otherwise. What's wrong with the multisig? Seriously? I mean... Yeah, I mean, this seems like a pattern that pretty much everybody does, so what's, what's wrong with it? Honest question, like, I don't understand the issue. Just the fact that there is a multi-sig, that there's like a bunch of people that can control things? Well, that sort of sounds like a, but mom, my friends are doing it argument. But the point well, of Beanstalk is to build. The point of Beanstalk is to build the best money. And the best money will not be custodied by a multi-sig with nine people on it. Okay, but the best money also won't work if there's like 10 versions of Beanstalk and the user base is split across all of them in this weird way. How do you prevent that? It's that the market would select the best one. I mean, at that point, people would just get confused and go, this is too confusing. Screw Beanstalk. I'm just going to go with Frax or whatever else, right? Like, there is something to be said about like a clean, clear, simple product and not introducing confusion and complexity. Well, 
there certainly is some component of complexity introduced and the onus would be on the user in this paradigm to choose the best one and I'm optimistic that whether it's some version of Beanstalk or some non-Beanstalk, that the market will, you know, end up choosing the best product. And, and what would happen? Like every time you have a new deployment, you would have like new contracts, a new website, new domain. Is that, is that right? Theoretically, yeah, you could have a UI for every Beanstalk. I mean, is that what will happen? I don't the, know. The, well, if there's no multi-sig, if there's no governments, then that means whoever's controlling basically our like Netlify accounts, our DNS, our GitHub, all that would be on lockdown. So if you want something new, you got to go spin up something new. What do you mean? You could just point app.bean.money at a new deployment. But who's in charge of app.bean.money? Well, currently it's Beanstalk Farms. And but in a no government scenario, who would own that? Well, Beanstalk Farms still exists. But if there's no governance, then who gets to decide what the DNS gets pointed to? It's a good question. I mean, if you're referring specifically to app.bean.money, I mean, anyone can deploy a Beanstalk fork at their own domain. If you're talking about governance of literally the DNS bean.money, haven't thought about it that much, honestly. I mean, the contracts should not be any different than the JavaScript and HTML code and any of these other assets, the DNS, the GitHub accounts, all of that stuff would fall under the same governance umbrella. So when we talk about... How is that, tr how is that true? Those assets aren't on-chain. Regardless of whether or not they're on-chain, they're, they're under the ownership of the DAO in a way, right? So any changes to that stuff... I believe they're under ownership of Beanstalk Farms. Sure. No, it's a good question. What, is, what does Beanstalk Farms mean in this new paradigm? I don't know yet. Well, it just seems odd that you would say there's no governments for the contracts, but for the DNS and the website and everything else, there's still governance. I just don't see how that's odd at all. It's like Beanstalk is a set of smart contracts on Ethereum that are governed by stockholders. It's like that's fundamentally different from the other assets you describe. I think it I'm is very question. On the one hand, you make an argument that governance is bad and we've got to get away from governance. And then you're saying governance is okay for these other things. Well, this is sort of the meta problem of it being unclear. It's really the minutia that is slowing down the rate of development where you know, a whole discussion is in order to figure out who owns the Namecheap account. I don't, think, I, I don't think there's a discussion either. I think my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding as a DAO member, and maybe this is what other people understand, maybe they don't, but my understanding was really that the DAO owns everything and they've hired, the DAO has hired Beanstalk Farms to be kind of a steward of these assets and manage them. Right? Is that not the relationship? Is that not a fair um, categorization of the relationship? Uh, I don't believe that's accurate in my view. So if the DAO right now, if, if somebody put a vote up in the DAO that says transfer all ownerships to some other entity other than Beanstalk Farms, would Beanstalk Farms not release ownership of multisigs and Get no, no, I think, I, think that would, I think that would be very reasonable. So then, then what I'm saying is 100% correct. The DAO technically has final say over everything. 
I mean, depends on what you're referring to exactly, but I feel like I, it's I, not necessarily true sure. in all cases. DNS names, all the assets, right? Like the, the, the DNS name, the GitHub org, Netlify account hostings, like whatever we have with Google Cloud, like all these assets, right? Everything that makes up Beanstalk. Well, again, it isn't Beanstalk, but you do bring up an interesting point of how those assets, quote unquote, are governed. And yeah, I feel like it's worth talking about. I'd be curious if anyone has, if anyone else has any opinions and not that they all need to be surfaced now, but, uh, you know, thank you for bringing that up because yeah, it is, it is something that would need to be figured out. Okay. I'll leave it there, but for the record, this, this, uh, this idea just feels, feels wrong. And I hope that there's a conversation happening somewhere where we can debate it further with the community, not just us two. Guy, how often do you envision these major upgrades happening? I mean, you know, and, and this is predicting the future. And, I, you know, I realize there's a lot of speculation in that. But to Al's point, you know, we're talking about major shifts that cause some kind of like splintering within the broader user base. I mean, is this something that would be happening? Once every couple of years, uh, any any thoughts on on what that might look like? Again, understanding that it's somewhat speculative. Yes, it is certainly speculation, but the goal is to implement the upgrades necessary to Beanstalk over the next over the rest of the year in order to get into a position where Beanstalk does not need to be upgraded again for a year plus. That's fair. And, and I guess to, you know, to, I appreciate what Al, you know, mentioned, and I think there are some real, you know, practical concerns. And it's interesting when we talk about this idea of like, what is the best version of, you know, any project. And I think there is some kind of fundamental tension between best in terms of like its capabilities and you know its philosophical like achievements or targets or goals or whatever and then the other side of that tension is its usability and you know i think to dal's point you know best doesn't always mean it doesn't always mean like most philosophically pure or however you want to frame it there you know i think there is a reasonable concern that the market may say the best version of a thing is the is a the version that i have been using as the market up to this point or b the easiest version to use and that i mean i think that is a it's the other side of that tension if nothing else so definitely something to consider certainly i mean you know, obviously, there are a lot of network effects native to Beanstalk. And maybe what that means is, and this is just my personal opinion, uh, maybe what that means is like some marginal upgrade in the form of a new Beanstalk deployment wouldn't make it. Uh, Maybe that is the case in this new paradigm. You know, some more, some more thinking needs to go into that. Yeah, and I think that's that'd be my point too. Is just it, I, I I appreciate the discussion. I mean, I'm glad that Al brought up what you know what their thoughts were because that's it's a very good counterpoint. And I think it'll just be process of trying to figure out some of the details that. You know, as they say, the devil is in them. So, no, good discussion and appreciate appreciate all of it. Likewise, appreciate you guys speaking up. Anyone else have any 
thoughts, questions, concerns? I feel like we sourced some good ones in the last few minutes. As a final thought, it seems like the other um, items that you talked through, Guy, I think, I mean, I, you know, I, it seems like all of those definitely make a lot of sense. And I didn't know if the, you know, anybody from the, the group had any additional thoughts on any of the other items, but from a decentralization standpoint, me not being especially technical, you know, I'm kind of just, you know, trying to listen for things that, that spark concern, but it seems like the other items are, are pretty straightforward. Yes, I think the governance thing will probably be one where a lot more discussion is in order and, you know, get to a point where it's no more contentious than the others. Very fair. But personally, you know, if you asked me a couple months ago what, how long it would get to take to get to a point where Beanstalk was actually the most decentralized stablecoin issuer, you know, the answer probably would have looked like years. So, you know, there's a lot of details to iron out over the next few months, but personally... Very excited about the future prospects and what we're working on and building together here. I like missed the beginning. Was there any timeline update on anything or anything changed in that regard? Yes, I did give a timeline update. Maybe you can uh, catch the recording. I'm happy to answer any cool. questions. If yeah, you I'll catch But the the long and the short of it is next month looking at beneath whitelisting uh second third week of july fingers crossed is c parity wrapped up in silo v3 is that are those two connected i apologize right. for missing the first couple minutes too all good. Okay. That's right. Uh, and the hope is to propose that BIP at the end of the month, but may leak into the following week. Gotcha. Thank you. Already. Uh, anything you guys wanted to add, Chad or Red Beans? Nothing in, in particular, though I'd say uh, I think a lot of times we come to this meeting and have a bit of a discussion, and then there's this item of like let's have a longer discussion at some point and debate this. I think we should, you know, maybe it would be good right now to put some time on the calendar to do that. Um, because it seems like we, we go down a couple of the, the branches and then don't finish things out. So what do we think about that? Sounds good. Let's do it. What would you like to talk more about? Well, it sounded like, uh, you know, in the conversation between you and Al, there was some endpoints to continue talking through. Correct me if, if you guys think I'm wrong. Well, what I meant to say is that someone needs to think about it. Uh, if folks are interested in gathering collectively as a group and talking about it, I'm happy to join. But not sure... I mean, it's the sort of thing where in order to like effectively host that kind of meeting, some more some more research needs to be done. And there's a lot happening in the next two to three weeks. So yeah, just not sure I want to commit to that at the moment. But I hear what you're saying. I did say some more discussion is in order. So, are you saying that um, the decision to make Beanstalk immutable and 
generate new versions of Beanstalk uh, every time is the decision has been made, kind of. Because I personally don't like that direction. Or is it like open for discussion? Well, this is the discussion. You know, from my perspective, this is the discussion. Every message in the Discord is the discussion. The sentiment conveyed in both media are the discussion. Nothing happens permanently. Or, well, I should rephrase. N none of that would be implemented or happen until the DAO voted on it. Um, so, yeah, I guess my answer to your question would be two-pronged, which is that nothing is final until the DAO votes on it. And the question around how to arrive at what to propose to the DAO is what we're figuring out right now. So by you asking the question and conveying your opinion, like that's, that's exactly what, what, I, what I'm trying to get, what we should try, be, excuse me, what we should be trying to get out of each other as a community, like this is it. So thank you. Like this is data. So to take kind of these thoughts and wrap them all together, it almost sounds like, you know, there's this work that the group is doing now that will finish, you know, sometime within the next four weeks. And then there'll be an opportunity maybe after, you know, a moment to catch collective breath to start to talk about these other items for decentralization and long-term viewpoint. Maybe that's, maybe that's the right time to set some specific time aside and like if we got to that point and you needed somebody to you know to facilitate a discussion i'm happy to do that i'm again not a technical expert so i'm not going to be able to jump in which may even actually be better but i'm happy to you know facilitate that discussion and allow folks you know i, I would imagine it's outside of a DAO meeting but you know there's obviously plenty of opportunity to get groups of people together to talk through something like this that I think the, the, the group would consider pretty important. So maybe that's it. Maybe that's, that's the opportunity, you know, here in late July or early August to say, okay, now that, you know, Mayflower has shipped time to pivot to a discussion about decentralization. And, you know, we've got these items that are, you know, this, this list that, I think everybody feels pretty comfortable with, but then we've got these one or two items that people want to talk about. Let's talk about them then. And I mean, that's certainly plenty of time if you're looking to get these items potentially in place by the end of the year. That that's that leaves quite a bit of year left. So maybe that's the the right course of action. Another thing I'll add on the you know, gathering data and feedback point. You know, I was planning on coming to this meeting expecting, you know, five people to show up, talk about some stuff, what's happening, what we're planning on doing for five minutes and not getting much out of anyone. And it's like, I get it. You know, it's like bear market, beans at 90 cents, et cetera, et cetera. But like, you know, we just got four different people to speak up and express their opinions. So uh, this is to say that was planning on saying that, you know, Beanstalk Farms was going to attend the DAO meetings uh, more infrequently, but I don't feel like that would be appropriate anymore, given that, given the discussion that's happening here. So it's like, that's what I mean when it's, when I say this is what it's for. Sorry, can I clarify what would it mean for Beanstalk Farms to not attend a DAO meeting? Uh, it's a DAO meeting. People are free to meet and talk with whoever they want, whenever they want. And as a community, I feel like it's a good idea to have a time on the calendar for that to happen. But hasn't always been the best use of time 
the last couple instances, except for this one, which is great. Uh, so to not attend it would be, I wouldn't be here hosting it. And the expectation wouldn't be for necessarily for Beanstalk Farms contributors to attend. That's all it means. Uh, I'm not. I'm trying to figure out how to respond to this. As a DAO member, right? So not as an employee of Beanstalk Farms, but as a DAO member, that strikes me as very peculiar and very odd, right? And I know that. Some people, Publius and you, and maybe a few others, constantly drum this beat uh, of the DAO is the DAO, and Beanstalk Farms is like this separate entity, and it's really the DAO that can do whatever they want. And while that's true to some degree, I think it's pretty obvious that Beanstalk Farms leads everything. So for Beanstalk Farms to not show up to a DAO meeting and give updates on what everything is doing feels very strange, at least to me. Noted. Just to clarify, the point is that at least uh, as I'm speaking at this very moment, plan on continuing to have these every other week. I mean, don't ask me. If people are okay, if the DAO is okay with Beanstalk Farms not showing up and giving updates, then hey. Uh, it's not just my opinion here. That counts. But I was just saying that personally, as a DAO member, that would feel very odd because we're the de facto leads on this whole thing. So for us to then flip the card and be like, hey, we're just members of the DAO. We're not special. We may or may not show up. Feels like it's anti, it's anti the role that we actually have. I do think that the DAO meetings where people did not seem to have much to discuss or to say that in the paradigm where Beanstalk Farms was regularly proposing budgets, it did make a lot of sense from an accountability perspective for us to come here at a regular cadence talk about what's going on, you know, who's working on Beanstalk, what they're working on, etc. But in this new paradigm where we don't expect to propose another budget anytime soon, uh, personally, and, you know, the rest of the guys, the rest of the contributors on the BFC, and including myself, within a few weeks, no longer expect to be on payroll. It doesn't seem to serve that purpose as well, but maybe it does. If, if the BFC, it, it, can you clarify with this whole not being on payroll in a few weeks? When is, when is our run rate running out? I thought we were here until like November. That's about right. Is that what you so meant? What's, so what's the question exactly? No, no, no. Oh. I'm saying in a few weeks' time, I no longer expect to take any payment from Beanstalk Farms. Just you? Because you said Beanstalk Fuck, uh, Farms uh, contributors, so people like me. No, no, no. I said BFC contributors. Sorry oh, for the confusion. Okay. okay. Apologies. So... So you said you, you're not, sorry guys, you said you're not going to take any payment from uh, Beanstalk Farm in a few weeks. So who's going to be left on payroll? Do you want a list? No, I mean, is it trying to understand if there's still going to be people working on Beanstalk or slowly everybody? I mean, I will still be working on Beanstalk. Let's oh, okay. just to be just to be clear, uh, but there will still be other people on payroll. Yes, but you're not going to take any payments. I do not intend to the rest of the year. I think the confusion here is kind of what I got tripped up on. 
the BFC is just four people that have voting rights that control Beanstalk Farms. It's effectively my bosses, right? It's uh, it's Guy, Chad, uh, and two others, so, uh, Sweet Red Bean and uh, Mod, I believe. So there's four people that are make up the BFC, and they vote on what how Beanstalk Farms should run. I think Guy is saying that those four people will not get paid, but the rest of the well, remaining employees... Just to be clear, the, re the reason I framed it as not being on payroll, like, I personally don't expect to, again, like, within a few weeks' time, take any payment from Beanstalk Farms the rest of the year. You know, I believe, you know, there are different things that either Chad or Red Beans might do for, for different grant work, uh, you know, as it comes up, but yeah, just, you know, when I say not on payrolls, like, not getting paid a salary on a recurring basis. Sure. Yeah, I was just clarifying. Sorry. That. So, sorry. Not, so, not yeah, yeah, yeah. The, thank you. Thank yeah. you for clarifying. Yeah, not everybody in the being stuck farm. So not all the engineers and people working are going to stop being paid. Uh, not in the four weeks. We're, we're all going to stop being paid in November-ish. Well, again, and you know, that, that's just with our current budget, you know. Like anything could happen. This is not to say that we'll never propose another budget or anything like that. Anything can happen, but yes, the existing budget uh, will last us around that long. Yeah, I see the clock jump order. But then, sorry, EB, I cut you off. Go ahead. I think they just unmuted it accidentally. I, I don't. I didn't hear a question. Are you going once? Going twice? Any any updates on fundraising for the other efforts, or in other words, like no. any, any updates on <laughs> on the status of us having a job in like November, or there are people being people being around to contribute on Beanstalk come November? If you're asking yeah. about through Beanstalk Farms specifically, no updates at this time. Ready? Thanks, everybody. Talk soon. Yep, take that one.